0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're continuing our study in protology and eschatology. We're in Genesis 3. This is part three of our study in Genesis 3 an immensely important chapter for getting the protology or the preview of the end times deception of the Antichrist. And that's what Genesis three is giving us, this 3D preview of the Antichrist end times deception. And as we've mentioned before, there are three lies that the serpent uses on Eve in Genesis chapter three. The first lie, did God say, questioning the truthfulness of God's word. Second lie, you will not die, an effective denial of God's word, going from questioning to denial. And then today, the lie number three, which we'll look into, you will be like God. You will be like God. Now, if we move to the New Testament real quick, we see St. Paul's teaching about the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and there, starting in verse 3, St. Paul says, "'Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day,' that's the second coming of Christ, "'that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first.' And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of perdition—that's the Antichrist—who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called god or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you this? Now, it's very interesting to me that St. Paul regarded this truth of the Antichrist deifying himself was a part of the foundational truth for new Catholics, that this was something important. This wasn't gravy. This was the meat and potatoes of the spiritual formation of brand-new Catholics, and yet It's not even in our lectionary today in the United States. There's never a mention of these verses I just read. But what goes on before the coming of Christ, this is the end times deception, is the Antichrist will be proclaiming himself to be God. It's exactly the lie that Satan told Eve in Genesis 3, you will be like God. Then if we move to Daniel chapter 11, the very end of the chapter, we have a preview of the Antichrist, I believe, as we mentioned when we studied the book of Daniel, that This description I'm about to read describes a wicked leader by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes, who is a radical persecutor of the Jews, who is also a preview, so to speak, of what the Antichrist will be doing. It says in Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32, he shall seduce with flattery, with flattery, those who violate the covenant. In other words, if you're sinning, you're living a life of sin, and the Antichrist is going to seduce with flattery, okay, um, that's going to be part of his strategies. And it says, and this king shall do according to his will. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god. He shall magnify himself above all. Okay, Another egomaniac, and not just a big eye, but the big eye who commits the ultimate idolatry of regarding himself as God, the chief God above all. This is exactly falling into the lie of Genesis 3, you will be like God. Now, why will this succeed? Why, why will anybody go along with some guy who goes along and says, you know, I'm God, worship me. He's just a, a regular man. How in the world can they be seduced by this? The reason they'll be seduced that he not only enthrones himself, but he invites company. Daniel eleven thirty two 32 said he shall seduce with flattery. In other words, he'll not only proclaim himself and magnify himself and deify himself, but he'll say you are God. You have God within. And today, this is the new age religion. It might be called self-actualization, it might be called self realization. It might be called the New Age path to spiritual enlightenment, but it's just believing the original lie, top three lies, you will be like God. There is a important book written on modern psychology by Dr. Paul Witts. My personal opinion, if your if you're child goes to college and studies psychology, they need to read this book by Dr. Vitz before they begin their studies. It's entitled, Psychology as Religion, the Cult of Self-Worship. And there's two editions, a modern edition and an older edition from 1981. I personally like the older edition, but in any case, Psychology as Religion, the Cult of Self-Worship. And Dr. Vitz isn't saying all psychology is bad. He's himself a psychology and professor of psychology. But modern psychology, if you really drill down, it's part of this self-realization, self-actualization. It's this deifying of self. And perhaps the high priestess in our society of self-realization is, of course, Oprah, um, who said that being born again is the same thing as being connected to one's higher self. A number of years ago, you probably heard of uh, Shirley MacLaine in her movie, Out on a Limb, and she was really out on a limb. But she is on the beach with her guru and proclaims, the kingdom is within. I love myself. I I am God. I am God. I am God. I am God. You see, this isn't waiting for the end times. One of the reasons we're looking at protology and eschatology, these three lies are used throughout history. They've been used in various periods and situations of human history, but they'll become acute as we near the very end of history as they are acute in our day. Now, I have been thinking about this quite a while, and it's my belief that the Antichrist end-time lie of self-deification will be immensely successful because, at least in part, because of a void in modern Christianity. It's something you will not hear. And then the Antichrist lie will not necessarily be a 180 direction away from Christian truth, but it will be a near miss of Christian truth. Let me try to lay this out. We should all leave Mass on the Feast of Transfiguration, shaking our heads just in amazement and bewilderment and just saying to one another, Can you believe it? Can you believe it? You see, the transfiguration, the feast of the transfiguration, wasn't just a snapshot of Christ's glory, but it was also a preview of the transformation that he wants to work in human beings, which is really beyond all conception. This is why we should be shaking our heads. St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. That word in the original Greek language, changed, is basically a metamorphosis. It's where we get the word metamorphosis from in the Greek language. We're being changed in our human likeness from one degree of glory after another into his likeness. And the the, theology term for this is divination or deification. You see, it's not all bad. Self-deification, Shirley MacLaine or Oprah or all the New Age gurus or the uh, secular psychologists who are worshiping self, that's the near miss. That's the, uh, the razor-edge miss. But the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, for instance, in section 1996, grace is favor. The undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God. Now, listen to this. Partakers of the divine nature wow, what is that? The next section, 1997, grace is a participation in the life of God. It's not just watching Jesus in transfiguration, but that Jesus can transform us. Section 1999, the grace of Christ is the sanctifying or deifying grace received in baptism or section 1988 by participation of the spirit we become communicants in the divine nature for this reason those in whom the spirit dwells are divinized <laughs> you see satan's lie was almost a it was a counterfeit for the pinnacle of what it means to be a christian And, you know, we have a lot of emphasis on a lot of good things in the Western church. The Eastern church has actually done a lot better job of focusing on that type of change, that divination that God wants to work in his people. I'm going to give you a couple of resources if you want to dig into this, because it's something that we don't hear enough about. I have a book entitled Grace and Justification, and in chapter 12, the whole chapter is, it's not a very long chapter. Uh, I spent probably a month per page or more in preparing that chapter on deification. And we want to know what that is. I'm writing a second book for young people, and on the cover will be an icon of the transfiguration and the subtitle will be, How to Rescue Young Catholics from a Secular Culture. Uh, the secular culture has some pretty strong magnetic pull down, and we need to have the full deck of the Catholic faith to raise our young people up. So any case, the book, Grace and Justification, chapter 12. And then Ignatius Press has a book entitled, Called to be Children of God the Catholic theology of human deification. In there, the in the foreword, Scott Hahn says, Jesus humanized his divinity, but he also divinized humanity. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 217 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.